Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to episode 110 of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from CloudOpen and LinuxCon here in New Orleans, and this week the shows are being sponsored by Open at Citrix and the Linux Foundation. Big thanks to them for their support. Um, so this week, our, or this episode, we have Diane Mueller. Hey. And the, the Paz, or Paws, Queen. And it all depends on where you're from, how you say Paz or Paws. And if you're down here in New Orleans, you'll say Paz or something like that. And um, you just roll with it on Bourbon Street. So, yeah, we've been really happy um, to get here with LinuxCon because, you know, Paz loves a Linux and, and Linux loves a Paz. So we're happy to be here. And, and the, the last time you were on the show was um, we were at OpenStack Summit in yep. Portland. And it was pre... Pre-release Origin two. announcement, if I remember correctly. No, I think it was it? release one of Origin, there you and we're go. now That's at right. we're now at release two of Origin. Origin mm-hmm. actually has, which is um, the OpenShift open source project that I'm the community manager for. Sure. Um, and an evangelist, so I do have a, a bias towards OpenShift, but I am a Paz queen, and I'm just very happy whenever Paz wins because um, as long as there's a Paz, I'm going to be a happy coder. So I'm just going to put that up front. That's the general surgeon's warning. But, um, yeah, so we've just gone through a new release of um, Origin. And so that's out there, and it's up there on GitHub to download. You go to openshipgithub.io. That's the pitch for the day. And you can get the VM, or you might um, wander in and see some of the new features on the installers that we're working on. So that's really been a big thing. That's our big push now is to make... Um, I know a lot of people worry about installing your app on the Paz. I worry about installing the platform as a service on Bare Metal or on OpenStack or on you know whatever you want, Cloud, you know, cloud Stack, uh, AWS, where OpenShift Online um, runs, lots of places like that. So we've been doing tons of work around making the install experience seamless. And that, that's been a lot of fun. So that's the big thing that's happened since the last time I think we talked with you. Cool. And, and you spoke here this week. I did. I spoke, uh, and first I thanked everybody in the Linux world, because um, without Linux, you know, where would we be? Um, probably uh, working on VMS and Vaxes or something like that back <laughs> in the day still, and, or Unix, and good old oh. Unix systems, and thank God we're not on... Back to my old computer science days. Heebie-jeebies, it's the voodoo here. But yeah, no, I was really pleased to get asked to come here and talk about how to build your own platform as a service. Um, it was interesting in the crowd because um, there was about 50 or 60 people in the room, and I did my typical thing where I asked them all to raise their hand and say, okay, so who's deployed a platform as a service? And maybe five people had, and I knew them all. And, um, and then I asked them who's used a platform as a service. And maybe another, besides those five people, another five people had actually used it. So in, a, in here at Linux, we're, we're talking to the kernel people. The, the people who, Yeah, the people who actually, you know, <laughs> can build the stacks and can automate everything and stuff. So it was an interesting back and forth because it was also, I could also say SE Linux and they knew what I was talking about and they wouldn't turn it off, you know, and they weren't afraid of SE Linux like, you know, certain people are. Um, And they got 
the idea about securing your data, securing your the container that your application is running in. So it was. This is a great audience, um, and it's a, an audience that all of us are very beholden to. So I'm, I'm really pleased to um, to get the opportunity to be here. And the Linux Foundation does awesome, awesome work. So you should all go out and support them. Yeah, I mean, you got you you got to have a little bit of a. I don't want to say a strange job, but but a little bit of a complicated job because, like you said, you've got you're going to talk to developers, you're going to talk Python and Ruby and, and those folks who don't care about quote unquote plumbing, and then you're going to come to an event like this where boy, do they, uh, they, yeah, they, 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 they have a they part of this conference is called the Linux Plumbers right, Conference. Yeah, they, right, they, they, like, they, they, plumbing they, is everything. They, to they these want to tune the plumbing. They want to know which angle the, the pipes fit. And like, what are you seeing? Just I mean, obviously it's early days. You know, uh, the data points aren't in the trillions; they're in the hundreds or thousands. Like, are you seeing more people that want to install the pause, so get it get it going, sort of learn the plumbing, learn underneath the cover? Or are you just seeing more who are saying, "I'm going to go find one of the hosted environments and just start writing my apps"? Or are you seeing them kind of in parallel? There's an interesting phenomenon that yeah. that's happening. All the developers they know what a pause is because they've used Heroku or Engineered or okay. hopefully OpenShift Online or you know one of the, the the myriad of public pauses that are out there. So we have two groups of things happening right now. One is other people standing up OpenShift, like GetUp Cloud, um, and hosting their own public pause down in Brazil. Okay. Um, and and the and lots of this like Cloud Foundry has AppFog and a few other folks that have um, bothered to stand up. Um, yep public clouds using their open source stuff and since it's open source they can and it's free and we and the really cool thing about get up cloud is um they are using cloud formations and they're doing it on aws and s using some s3 storage stuff and all of that stuff they're donating back to the origin community so that's one promise people are building (coughs) public pauses still i don't get it in my humble opinion i'm not sure where you're going to actually ever see a real genuine business model and revenue there but that could get me fired too but hey uh, (laughs) for me the the real um the real um cool stuff about platform as a service is when you can get it as software and install it on your own private cloud or on um bare metal like some work uh, with hp and moonshot and you know there's some cool things that are going on there and get platform as a service is something that all those developers, especially the ones inside the enterprise, expect to be there. Yeah. So the message that, that I always have is that if you're doing a cloud initiative now and you are just talking about installing an IIS layer and God help you, better be open stack. You right. know, <laughs> and this pause queens. But you definitely have to include a platform as a service. So um, that's, that's one of the keys. Okay. Okay. Do you see... So, you know, we've had some interesting discussions. We were talking to... Um, uh, Josh McKinty, who OpenStack guy over at Piston Cloud, and, and at some point in the discussion, we got into this. You know, where does a pause stop, and where does it IaaS stop? And you know, you, they're starting to blur. And um, do, you, do you really need both anymore, or can you get away? I mean, you talked about containers. So, Are you seeing people mixing and matching containers as the IaaS? So I'm going to give a plug for um, Chris Kemp. Chris okay. Kemp did um, at Nebula mm-hmm. did one of the best diagrams of cloud. He took that NIST cake cloud diagram and turned it into a circle. And okay. so your application's okay, yeah. at the middle, and the IIS is on the furthest out. And there's and what he's got is these it's sort of like pieces of the pie. Each I will never. Even a pause queen will never say that every application should run with inside of a container. Um, and so there's lots of things. So Josh isn't is probably well, he has wasn't his really opinion. being religious. He was just saying yeah. like there's stuff happening that it's going to get a little blurry, and, it's, and it wasn't it's totally clear. Blurry. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's already blurry. Um, and I and I think that's a good thing. 
because one that makes us um, try and evolve the platform as a service offerings that we have so they extend to wider use cases beyond like people just touting oh yeah put my mobile back end in there um, you know this there's much more that you can do but there are some applications that should be run directly on the servers and it makes sense um, and, but there are and I think it's sort of an 80-20 thing 80% of the stuff that's out there on the web right now you can run inside of a platform as a service because they're polyglot, they support all the frameworks. You can, with OpenShift, there's, it's an extensible model. So um, like I was talking about earlier with Drupal 8, um, we've just, uh, I'm a bit of a Drupal fan girl, even though it's Python DJ is my Twitter handle. Um, and Drupal 8 is the latest cutting edge, bleeding edge version of Drupal. I'm going to DrupalCon next week, so I've been doing a lot of work with them. And we created a quick start for Drupal 8. And it had a specific version of PHP and that needed a specific set of packages and the baseline cartridge that supported like three different versions of PHP on um, uh, OpenShift Online and in the community didn't have them. So you could quickly add and extend that cartridge and create a new one and create a quick start for Drupal 8. And I think the, the point I'm trying to make is that it's um, with paths, the con- what can go in those containers is infinitely extensible. You know, something shouldn't be inside of that container. You know, it's like people like you wouldn't put Hadoop inside of a pause. You know, you wouldn't you know try and do something uh, you know too big of a MongoDB inside of a pause. You know, you, things like MariaDB and Mon- uh, MySQL and other things like that. Yeah, you you can put them in a pause and you can scale them up and scale them down, which is totally cool. But Platform as a service isn't a panacea. It doesn't solve every problem. I was going to say, so how has, so, and just to clarify for the audience that aren't familiar, there's, there's effectively three versions of OpenShift. There's Origin, which is the open source kind of upstream. The Fedora analogy. Yes. Right. Yes. And then there is the actual product, the enterprise OpenShift, yeah. is that what it's, it's called? What there oh. are, there's, we call it three, the three flavors of OpenShift. Yep. And OpenShift, everything gets done in OpenShift Origin, the core product, Yes. Um, which is project, I should say. It's not a product, it's free. You can go fork it at, mm-hmm. on GitHub easily, and we encourage that. We encourage you also to merge things back, um, play well. And it's a pretty big community of people. I think there's 500 and more than 500 people in the community now working and contributing and doing all kinds of fun stuff with it. Um, and then there's OpenShift Online, which is openshift.com, um, is what I would say, but the branding says OpenShift Online. So um, read that and Google that. And that's our production. Um, you can you can buy and scale your apps in there. It's, it's a paid service from Re- that's backed by Red Hat Technical Support. And I think the last time you and I spoke, it that's, was still in beta. That's what got launched the last that's time. Right. That's, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. And, and so I, w- I was playing around with it. And actually, I just because one of the um, quick starts was um, WordPress. And so I just kind of threw up a WordPress one, and there was like the tiny RSS or something yep. like that. I threw up one of those, too. This, this so I was playing around with a lot of, things, of the micro yeah. gears. Um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so and we, it was so cool to kind of just kind of throw WordPress up there and just kind of yeah. play around with it. And yeah. I was playing around with some templates and we'll, doing stuff we'll like that. go a little deeper. Um, I think tomorrow uh, should be live. Uh, I've just done a whole bunch of stuff with Wildfile, mm-hmm. um, the re- renamed JBoss okay. um, application server, which everybody should be playing with. The, the new version is exponentially faster and cooler and 
you know, we do a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of the folks that are using OpenShift are Java folks. So, you know, we have a big connection with the JBoss community. So that's been that. So you can do some pretty complex things within the PaaS framework beyond WordPress. Mm-hmm. And you should try. Of course. Okay. But um, so there's online. And then there's Enterprise, and Enterprise has some, like with JBoss, it has some of the packaged up cartridges that have licensed, supported versions of it. So that's sort of where, and Enterprise has a slower release cycle than Origin. It's fast, but just like Fedora, it's, 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 it's faster in Origin. If you want the bleeding edge stuff, go download the VM that runs on Fedora 19. It comes in Fedora 19. Um, the really cool thing about us, I think, is that um, it's, we're, we support RHEL. You know, um, like I mentioned earlier, we're making extensive use of, of SE Linux and their labeling and policy capabilities to make sure that it's a super secure platform and container. So um, that's been that's been the key to our success in getting into places like PayPal and um, DISA, which I think the acronym is the the what is it the defense. Information, something, security, security whatever, yeah, but right. it's somebody scary. Yeah, right? Somebody scary. It's a four letter agency in the U.S., yeah. and uh, yeah. you know that, and Roche Pharmaceuticals, they have all the drugs, somebody has all the money, and right. you know, we, we, somebody has all the guns. So, you, so you're yeah. locking up the money, the drugs, and the government, is yeah. what you're telling me. Yeah. Now we just need, now we just need a, a little rock and roll, and we'll, we'll just have it all. That's right. We'll just have it all. So, we, the, the last time you were on, uh, you were talking to Aaron, we were kind of doing. Uh, Origin 101 stuff. You're talking about cartridges and sort of the mobility or the, the modularity of it. Like, as people are getting into it, like how big in theory or, or like what I'm kind of getting at is um, every time I talk to developers, like you can't find two developers that like to do things the same way, right? Everything's kind of got to be unique. And and, and PaaS is a little weird. PaaS, pause. It's a little weird because it's like, well, this is a framework and they kind of have to go, okay, think, rethink a little bit, kind of understand the framework. If I want to build a cartridge, like let's say I just want to do mobile, right? And I want to do mobile backend as a service, whatever that might mean to me, but it could be a, a set of services. Like, how am I building like one big complex cartridge for my thing, or do I build a bunch of them? Or what, what are you starting to see as people so think of customize cart- cart- it? The way that I think of cartridges is um, eight track tapes, okay. okay, or something like that. I need a cartridge for um, PHP, I need a cartridge for MariaDB, I need that cartridge, and I need. Um, Drupal 8, so I need the Drupal tarball of, of everything Drupal, it's not tarball, whatever it is, uh, the Drupal um, drush, the, the stuff, the drush packages, um, and I need all of those. So I will, um, in in the way that I do things, it's not the way everybody does, yep. I will create a quick start, um, and it will call, um, it, will, it will use and deploy and push into the container, or the gear is what we call them, um, the things that I need. So it's the quick start that has the action hooks in it that call the cartridges. The cartridges are reusable. So, you, like, the community has created a whole series of Python and Ruby and all kinds of Java and JBoss and you name it, um, cartridges yep. for all kinds of cool stuff. And then people have done, like, own cloud. Um, Frank was here um, talking about the user data manifesto. Don't get me going on that one. That could be another hour and a half. But, um, like, own cloud has a, a cartridge for that and, and a quick start that calls it. So... The, the, the way the community works is we build something once and then you can fork, fork it and if it's for your customer or your custom thing you can do it then 
It's any way you want. But you're reusing those cartridges, just like gotcha. you pull the 8-track tape out of the deck. And, put and, it the, on. and the quick starts you'd build in uh, OpenShift sort of framework? Do you yeah. use Puppet? or do you like what, What's bash. typically? It's okay. yeah. just a set just, of scripts. It's a set of scripts, and you um, call it. And then you can share it okay. um, and tweak it. And you know, Part of my job as a community manager is to get all of the people who are, you know, are in love with Drupal to work together um, to maintain the one Drupal one or to find a maintainer for that one because um, like the, the Drupal 8 one I coerced a number of people friends this is what happens don't tell me what your specialty is because I will co- coerce you into working on it Stephen Merrill from phase 2 technology worked on that and is now the maintainer of that so someone in house um, Clayton I think built the first Drupal 7 one and realized really quickly he was not the Drupal expert that um, should be and it should be somebody in the community and so we go out and try and find that. And then we also try and bring people, like if there's eight Drupal things, we try and bring them together. So so if you see Diane coming, run. If run. you have a skill, run. <laughs> run, run. She's giving you work. But first, it is, it's, it's not that they see me coming. They usually see me coming and they come up to me and say, would you write one? Right? And like, oh, would you show me how? And I go, well, okay, here's this and here's, you know, here are the instructions. Go talk to John Haunts or one of the, the guys on and on. I, we're always on IRC. Yep. So if you go to IRC um, OpenShift or IRC Dev, this is the free node one. There's somebody on 24 seven. Um, don't be tight. I can see you typing now. Don't be. He's already going over there. Um, he's looking for work. Yeah. He's like, it's all cool. But we there's always somebody in the community on. Um, uh, there's a lot of red hatters yep. working on OpenShift um, and. And the other piece of the puzzle that we're doing, we're doing a lot of work with uh, crossover with the OpenStack community because we love heat. And okay. heat sort of, um, I may turn into a heat queen, especially being down here in New Orleans with all that hot, spicy stuff. But um, Stephen Dake just did a presentation here on um, auto-scaling um, using heat. And they've been working a lot with um, OpenShift. We've got all the deploy scripts are in, in heat language. It's templates. And we're using Disk Builder and all the latest and greatest stuff from OpenStack um, to make just embed um, OpenShift as the de facto OpenStack platform as a service. So if you get um, Red Hat's OpenStack um, or Ross 4.0, I think is the release in November, you will get a whole bunch of heat templates that um, are directly for OpenShift. So this is... My mantra is if you're going to build the cloud, you better have a pause on it. And this is our way of making sure that everybody who deploys OpenStack has a set of templates. And the templates work. They're, they're not specific to Red Hat's distribution of OpenStack. They'll work on anyone who's using Heat. Oh, okay, so cool. it's a great way if you're a Heat person or you want to learn about Heat to um, check out the templates because they're, um, they show you how to auto-scale an application. This time it happens to be OpenShift. Yeah. But um, it, there's some really cool things. And... Basically, Heat follows along the lines of what AWS's cloud formations is. So they're trying to replicate that functionality for OpenStack, sure. and which I think is a good thing because you need it, that mm-hmm. orchestration layer. And it's just um, it's very simple to use uh, and it's very portable. It makes your application. If you can write a Heat template for something, it'll run on. For the, well, OpenStack has lots of flavors. I won't say it'll run on Essex and Rails, but it'll run on other Havana sure. releases or later. So yeah. it's pretty okay. cool stuff. Um, so one last question. Um, so, you, you know, we talked early on about your goal is to get, or, you know, one of the big focuses is to get as many passes deployed and private passes. And how do you, like, that's that's running a pass isn't sort of a, it's not a, it's not a skill set people are born with, let's just say. Like, well, what's the, uh, I, I, how's that I, learning I might, happening? Oh, I, might okay. dis- I might disagree with that. Okay. Um, 
sysadmins, IT managers, they've been building stacks forever. Yeah. They've been deploying complex applications forever. Deploying a platform as a service, um, like I, I think I mentioned, we've got some Ansible stuff, we've got pu uh, Puppet stuff, um, you know, scripting languages, it, all the common scripting languages you can deploy with. Inside of IT, there are people with that okay. skill set. Um, platform as a service shouldn't be seen don't, as don't a big... Let it, don't it's, let it it's scare not a big, scary monster. <laughs> you can manage It's a sysadmin thing. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's, it's a sysadmin thing, but, my, you know, I can deploy it. And that's and I started this whole thing out saying is what we really concentrated on um, in this release of OpenShift and the, the coming one is the the user experience for deploying it to make it easy enough for anybody, um, including you know neophytes to stand up uh, a, a real not a POC or a pilot but a real you know multi-node. Um, platform as a service cluster using brokers and nodes and put them in um, multiple districts using um, this cool installer that's coming out. So you can also, if you go into the, our repository, the, the latest version of it is uh, origin-install, um, and, and you can always ask us questions on IRC about it. So we're creating a whole bunch of different configs for baseline ones, um, and it generates and prompts you for questions. So it's really easy to install, and then managing it is you use your own, you use the managing tools that you're used to using it. So um, anyone who tells you you need to learn a new scripting language or a new set of habits or skills or bosh, um, anything like I won't bash it. It's just bosh, right? No, not the bosh. Hands off the bosh. Um, you just. That's just bogus. Okay. You know, you can deploy a platform as a service, um, a good one with the tools you have at hand. You manage it and you monitor it with the tools you know, Splunk, you know, whatever you're using in-house. There's some great um, uh, videos and tech uh, slideshows from some of the DevOps team that are right behind the scenes running OpenShift Online. There's lots of lessons from them. There's lessons from the GetUpCloud guys. All of that's shared within the community. This okay. is not rocket science. Good. Good. <laughs> well, and, and you mentioned Ansible earlier, too. And before we hit record, you said you kind of there's some pretty cool Ansible stuff coming. So tell us a little yeah, bit about um, that quickly. Oh, Adam has done, uh, or Maximilian is his, his IRC name, is he's done some great work um, creating an Ansible, uh, which Ansible is this zero footprint install capabilities. And he's going to be at Ansible Works' um, conference in San Francisco presenting that shortly. Um, but he's, a bit, his Maximilian is him on IRC. You can ping him. And um, yeah, it makes it dead simple to install um, origin anywhere. Nice. It's really, really cool. So I think some of the stuff that, uh, just keep looking for it, come on, um, follow our Google community. We have weekly Google Hangouts um, on OpenShift Origin um, Developers, I think is what it's called. And we are doing another one tomorrow with the Gluster community and looking deeply into some of the Gluster storage stuff. And I'm going to be here t on Thursday for the Gluster Community Day. So, nice. um, we had John Mark on earlier, so yeah. yeah. John Mark's great. And um, there's just some amazing things. And what uh, like I just transitioned six months ago to be working for Red Hat, and um, I'd encourage everybody to like really take a look at um, what we're doing with Origin. Uh, Red Hat really knows how to run an open source project, and it's just uh, it's a dream to be actually working on a, a true open source project with real community commitment to it. Cool. It's been fun. It's been fun. So come on, um, and anyone looking for a job, you know, just come on by on. Let's take a look. <laughs>
Give me a call. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, if folks want to find out where you're going to be, buy you a drink, buy you a coffee. Um, well, this week I'm here in New Orleans, and I would love another bourbon. Um, and next week I'm in um, Prague for a Community Day. Um, and then I'm at DrupalCon, and then I come back. I'll be at Monktoberfest. Um, you can always find me on Twitter at Python DJ. Then I'll be down in Brazil for Latino Wari as a keynote on their Latino Cloud program. Cool. And then I'm going to be uh, in Hong Kong. Wow. And I think then I had somewhere in there, I have a little sneaky trip into Banff for something called oh. Siberia, uh, <laughs> which is the Canadian version of an IT summit. We call it yeah. Siberia. So there's lots of, lots of travel, but um, basically I'm just saying it, it, I love OpenShift Origin, but really put a pause on it. Yeah. If you're going to play safe, um, safe application development and deployment, put a pause on it. Very cool. Well, listen, you want to take us home? Yeah, absolutely. So before we go, we need to once again thank our sponsors, Open at Citrix, open.citrix.com, and the Linux Foundation, linuxfoundation.org. Thank you very much. Um, if you like the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcast.net or on the web at thecloudcast.net where you can find links to everything Cloudcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah.